You're listening to an Awkward Human podcast on the 5x5 Network. If you want to find out more about this show and all the other cool stuff that we do, visit awkwardhuman.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Interview with a Nerd. I am your host, Richard Cardenas, and welcome, welcome. How's everyone doing this week? Uh, so yeah, huge, huge event just happened over the weekend, which is obviously the uh, release of Avengers Infinity War, and that's what this episode is going to be all about. Um, now, typically I do uh, a recap of a comic book, and then I talk about some news and everything, but this week I decided I will not be doing any of that. Instead, I'm just going to let the episode be all about Infinity War, because, oh my god. <laughs> so this week I invited John Bring on, and you've heard him on many episodes, and also I invited back Eric Ravenscraft, which you may remember from the Thanos episode, and if you haven't listen to that episode, please go back and do so. Um, I don't remember which episode number it is, but <laughs> if you go at the website interview with a nerd.com, you'll be able to find it there. Just search Thanos and then it'll pop up. So anyway, I invited him on because he is the expert and I wanted to make sure that I got an expert in here reviewing the movie with us. Uh, yeah, so this is obviously full spoilers. So if you have not seen it yet, uh, give give it a wait and then come back after you've seen it. Uh, yeah, so this was a very uh, emotional <laughs> conversation for me because of, of the nature of the movie. Uh, every time we got into something a little bit deep and it, it was supposed to cut back to me, I guess, uh, I would just be like sitting in what... Uh, we were just talking about and and I would just completely lose what I wanted to ask next because I was so focused on what we had just talked about that I was just, I don't know, like really feeling it all over again, which is so silly. But uh, I think that's definitely the effect that the movie had on me, especially because I had, and I mentioned this in the interview, but I had pretty much watched almost all of the... Uh, past Marvel films leading up to this one uh, starting in January is when I started doing it, that whole like Marvel one movie a week thing, which I think I mentioned on here, but I was doing that. And so everything that I was, uh, all the Marvel movies, I experienced them very close together right before this movie. And so I think doing that definitely uh, upped the um, emotional stakes for me, I suppose. <laughs> uh, so yeah, anyway, I, I've been feeling it. But uh, without further, further, without further delay, here is the interview, uh, or rather the review of Avengers Infinity War with John Bring and Eric Ravenscraft. <laughs> All right, so here we are. We are talking to John Bring and uh, Eric Ravenscraft. And so you know John Bring from previous episodes. He's been on plenty of times. But Eric, uh, you guys might remember him from our Thanos episode. So this is Infinity War. I wanted to make sure we had my uh, expert here to talk all about it. How are you guys doing? I'm doing just fine after seeing that. I need to go see it again, <laughs> again promptly. I'm doing fantastic, Richard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so there's... A ton to say, but uh, as what I've been doing recently, I want to ask you guys what you've been enjoying uh, lately. 
Uh, personally, outside of the the MC, which I've been obsessed with, uh, I've actually been getting into the Overwatch League. Uh, I only played Overwatch a little bit, but Blizzard has started their own esport channel, and they're making it really professional and accessible to people. And I'm enjoying kind of seeing the, the sports fandom from an angle I actually understand. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is there a particular team you're rooting for? Oh, New York Excelsior, all mm. the way. Um, which one? Okay. Shocking! I'd go. The Marvel fanboy would go with Excelsior. <laughs> <laughs> it's very appropriate. Um, wh- wh- there's one team that uh, is like just not doing well whatsoever. Which one is Shanghai. that? Shanghai. Uh, it's the Shanghai Dragons. And they're uh, the... they just brought in. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, they just brought in. They just brought in four new players. Uh, I think most of them Korean and a whole new coach. They have not won a single game this season, and it's gotten to the point like people, fans of other teams. Are cheering for them I'm like come on we want you to we want you to win something guys <laughs> uh, during their most recent loss the the stadium was just dead quiet oh, no. almost as quiet almost as quiet as the end of infinity war <laughs> oh man wait till we get to that oh man uh there's actually is this, is this a spoiler episode by the way oh yeah spoilers okay, all good. abound yes there's actually an arena for the overwatch league right next to where i live in burbank and uh, I just really? like I'm glad that you mentioned it because I'm just now figuring out what it was because it's like what Blizzard does. Uh-huh. Yeah, as it yeah. was just like Blizzard. So I thought it was like game testing or whatever. But then I would always see people in like uh, matching T-shirts standing outside, like really like pasty, nerdy people, <laughs> <laughs> nerdy children all standing outside. I'm like, what the hell is going on out so there? And and it finally so you're, it, you're actually near the Blizzard Arena then. I guess so. In Burbank, California. Um, yeah. Formerly it, known as the LA. NBC Studios. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. So currently, all of the games are taking place there. Oh wow! Like they're going to be spread out across the the world later on in a few years. But mm-hmm. for now, every single game is right next to you. Oh wow! I'm just steps away from history taking place <laughs> right outside my door. I mean, it's like yep. yeah, I could walk there in about three minutes. So yeah, um, do it. Very cool. Maybe I will. I don't know. Is it a spectator sport? Like, can I go like buy tickets to watch? Yeah, you can uh, you can check out the Owls or uh, Overwatch League's uh, Twitter account. I think they have links to buy stage three and four tickets right now. But mm-hmm. hey, you can just go sit in the crowd. They've got they got crowds got great energy. They got a bunch of signs they hold up and everything. And then there's this huge wraparound screen they show the game. Oh, on. cool! That sounds neat. I mean, I've been to yeah. football games before, and I don't understand <laughs> jack shit about football. So, and I've had fun yeah. at baseball games, and I think baseball is painfully boring. So, no offense <laughs> to anybody who loves baseball, but. Uh, but video <laughs> games are fun. Um, I guess for what I fewer explosions in baseball. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I'll piggyback on that. <laughs> talking about like multiplayer uh, shooting games, and the only game that I've been playing for weeks now has been Fortnite, which I know everybody's playing Fortnite. Uh, but uh, right, do you play Fortnite? I don't play Fortnite. Do you multiplayer play scares the shit out of me? Yeah, <laughs> it it did me too. Same. Do you play it, Eric? No, I. 12 players is enough for me in Overwatch. Gotcha. I mean, I'm it's intim- definitely I'm intimidated by what is it? A hundred? It's a hundred. Yeah. Up to, yeah, it's a hundred people. Like everybody's fighting each other. They, they just introduced a new mode. That's teams of 50 against each other, which is insane and super fun. Um, but uh, yeah, I was terrified. I only started playing it to just chat with my buddies. Um, I've got a bunch of friends. I'm from Georgia and all my friends from Georgia kind of convinced me to play it. So it was just a means to like talk to my friends more. Uh, cause they were always on and now I'm like obsessed with it 
And uh, you basically build up your level if you get this thing called the Battle Pass. There are 100 levels to it. And the top level is a skin for your character that looks like John Wick. And I just got it this morning. And I'm stoked to go murder some people looking like John Wick. And you're so. like super ready to go back and play. I'm pretty ready. I mean, like, that's the weird thing. I'm weird about video games. Like when I played Mario Odyssey, I got all 999 moons oh and then God. just like never had any desire to pick up the controller again. <laughs> I, I slightly feel that that might happen. Uh, once I finish my last couple of challenges on Fortnite, I'll probably mm. just want to do something else. But it's been a nice distraction. It's not like the greatest game in the world, but it's it's pretty fun. Mm. And they're about to start like they do like 10 week seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're about to start season four. So I don't know what that means, but <laughs> I just they keep advertising it on the game. So I'm, I'm there for it. And, and you're playing on Xbox. Yes. OK, uh, Eric, uh, just to go back a little bit to Overwatch. Do you play Overwatch? I do sometimes. I'm I'm usually stick to the arcade mode so you won't find me in competitive matches. But uh, I, I play every now and then. Every time I watch the games, I'm like, man, I really want to play. And if I still have energy after six hours of watching the game, <laughs> then I'll go play. Uh, who who is your main? Uh, lately, I've been sticking to Zen um, and Yada because he's he's got just enough damage to feel like you're accomplishing something while still being you know you stay in the back and keep people healed. You don't have to get super aggressive and in people's face. Mm. Yeah, um, I uh, played for a little bit uh, again because I'm terrified of multiplayer. Uh, and I and I chose I guess apparently one of the harder people to use Sombra. Um, and I don't, I don't know. She's just so sassy that like, I have to play her. Yeah. <laughs> she's so good. <laughs> Sombra's so, really good right now too. Oh really? They, they just like <laughs> yeah. redid her stuff, right? Yeah. Just a little bit. They, they, they made it just a little bit easier for her, her to hack people. So she's like more aggressive now. She can, she can get right in there and, and mess up somebody's day. Mm. She's so annoying to play against though. Oh, <laughs> not against me though, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how to use her worth shit. Um, but okay, well, we're, we're going to put this aside and we're going to get into the actual discussion of Infinity War. Um, okay, so I just want to give uh, my first impression, which uh, I think is a lot of people's <clears throat> first impression, which is just like, oh, yep. Okay. Well. I've never heard of th- <laughs> yeah. the only time I've heard, heard of theater that quiet leaving was after seeing the movie, the Michael Fassbender movie, Shame. Like no one said a word. And that was exactly how it was opening night or like preview night too. So that should be the most amped up crowd. Uh-huh. But nah. Uh huh. Um, okay. So Eric, what were your overall feelings about it? It's so mixed. I I will say I got pretty much everything I wanted. This went exactly the way I would go. I'm just not okay with it. Mm. And and I and I I don't think you can be. I it you can't watch. I guess I'm going to get right into it. You can't watch Spider-Man beg not to die <sighs> and it not hurt you a little bit. Uh-huh. Like it's, it, w- it was heart wrenching. And even in, in the moment I'm going, okay, this isn't going to stay. This isn't going to stick, but I never wanted to see this. I mean, I did, I wanted to see this, but I never wanted to see this. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's just twisting my heart right out. But, but yeah. like Dr. Strange said, it couldn't have gone any other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, um, that, God, okay, so, you know, they, they, 
spoilers, obviously, but uh, so at the very end, Thanos kills half the the universe, and um, you start seeing all these superheroes and people disappearing and stuff. And Spider Man is one of those people, which was kind of almost like the last person I expected them to do that to. Yeah, and well, yeah. Spider Man and Black Panther were the two that I was expecting. I was expecting to stick around. Uh huh. Um, <clears throat> and. And the way it played out, even though you know it's going to get reversed, the way it played out, as you said, was just like Spider-Man begging for his life, saying, like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And yeah. it was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, that was like, <laughs> I mean, we, we definitely. Even if it doesn't uh, get reversed. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say with the, um, obviously with the tag, we got to see some of New York City, some reactions, some like really like feet on the ground, like normal people reacting to the situation. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, because we don't see that until after the credits, like Peter, even though he's a superhero and he's got all these powers, he's the only like real person, you know, t- quote unquote real person among all these people. Everybody else are like gods and, uh, you know, b- genius billionaire, playboy philanthropist, or whatever. He's the only guy that's just a, he's just a kid. So he was kind of yeah. our peek into how your average Joe might react to this situation mm-hmm. happening. And that's, I think that like solidified, uh, not I don't want to say the stakes, but it solidified, you know, just what was happening and gave us like, yeah, that emotional gut punch that, I mean, because as it was happening, I was like, okay, all right, these, wow, I can't believe they're one Black Panther. All right. But when Peter, when yep. came Peter's time, oh man, I lost it. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was it. So yeah. I think we I, needed that. I since we didn't have, too, what's that? I was going to say, someone pointed out too that like Spider-Man, probably his spider sense was going off before mm. it even started. Like, yeah. So he would have felt it even more. Right. Like, oh, and he's like, hey, just, hey, Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Like, that's that that twists me. It hurts. Yeah. Yeah. And what I liked about that as well is that not only were we seeing his reaction to knowing he's about to die, but then we cut back to um, Wakanda where Okoye has just witnessed Black Panther, T'Challa, die, and you see her reaction as yeah. well of, of being one of the survivors, right. being like, oh, no, what happened? Where is he? And she's just, like, kind of going a little bit crazy yeah. just seeing her king yeah. die in front of her. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I know co- I've seen some people be like, look, they're going to come back, so it, it doesn't really mean anything. And I'm like, okay, but in the meantime, and there's going to be a, a meantime, at yeah. the very least the next Avengers, and I'm not sure if Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to deal with it, but we're going to see the people left behind who are just devastated. You're going to learn about what these people meant to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tony already felt guilt. Like Tony says in uh, in Spider-Man Homecoming uh, to Peter, if you die, I feel like that's on me. He's not going to handle this well. Right. He's he's going to end in Age of Ultron. Even Tony's like was talking to Nick Fury and he goes, you know, seeing my friends die, you'd think that's the worst. And Fury goes, the worst part is you didn't. You didn't die. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to eat Tony up. And we're going to get to see that for the entire next movie. Even if these guys don't stay dead, it's going to hurt for a long time. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, you know, the fi- one of the final reactions uh, that really got me as well was Captain America's just like kind of sitting there yeah. saying, oh, God. The first time that Captain America yeah. did not know exactly what to do. Yeah. He's yeah. always the man with the plan. Yep. <laughs> oh, boy. Not this time. Yeah. He just watch yeah. his best friend turn into wood chips. <laughs> what are they? T- <laughs> dust, I yeah, guess. Two of them. Two of them, actually. Oh, yeah. Falcon yeah. Falcon as well. gone. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, we, start, we started with the saddest. Yeah, let's, let's <laughs> start heavy, man. 
Okay. Uh, so I mean, let's... if we want to go even sadder, we could talk about the people who are probably going to stay dead. Who are going to stay dead, yeah. yeah. Let's go back a little bit. Um, the first scene was the most shocking to me because it it killed two characters, uh, one which was not shocking, Heimdall. Right. Uh, but yeah. Loki died in the very first scene oh, of yeah. the film, which I was... I. Did not expect them to do really? that. I did not. I've been expect saying that. since Thor Ragnarok, since that stinger on Thor Ragnarok, I was like, "Oh, Loki's get Loki will be the first to go." Mm. I've been saying that yeah. for a while because I knew that he had the tesseract. Heimdall, you could see on Idris Elba's face that like he was just like, "Ah, oh, thank God, I'm I'm out, <laughs> I'm out of this contract." Uh, but yeah, yeah, like so, it didn't surprise me mm. that Loki died, but um, his death was no less impactful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if you think back to the the first Avengers, they kind of explain it later. But Loki was working for Thanos right. in the beginning in the first Avengers movie, and the deal we kind of figure out later is that Thanos gave him the Mind Stone in exchange for going to retrieve the Space Stone as well. And Loki screwed up both of those. And the the other was even telling it the character that talks to him in that movie uh, says, you know, if the Tesseract is kept from us you'll wish you were dead. Mm. Yeah. And then Loki has the Tesseract, and he's like, oh, yeah, I was on Asgard the entire time and had this, and I totally could have brought it to you. I just didn't. There's no way he's getting out of that conversation with Thanos alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I didn't really consider all of and, that. <laughs> and also, I mean, just he from a... Either. From a... a st- everyone had the big question of how is Thanos going to play out in this thing. Mm-hmm. He's been floating in a chair for, like... 12 movies people were were like Mm kind of going into this really really skeptical of this character like is he gonna be impactful and they did the two things that were super smart from just a filmmaking perspective and a storytelling perspective to establish him as a badass and that is killing a beloved character Mm -hmm. mercilessly and beating the shit out of the hulk so it's like we know he (laughs) can fight we Mm -hmm. know he's a physical presence and we know he's he's willing to kill even guys who you know have worked for him for so long so uh he had to make an impact in that first scene and they Sure as hell did. Yeah. And he killed yep. Heimd- Heimdall as well. So, um, yeah, I feel like from a storytelling perspective, that's exactly what had to happen mm-hmm. uh, with Thanos. Yeah. Unless we forget, right before the movie started, he also probably wiped out half of whatever's left of the Asgardians. Right. And oh, they yeah. kind of gloss over it, but he also would have had to lay waste to Xandar to get the Power Stone. Yep. So it's just murder from the very beginning. I was, I was a little disappointed to not see, I was expecting to see like a scene yeah. with like Glenn Close and the Nova Corps getting like just wiped out. But yeah, I agreed. I was hoping, but yeah, I, I see why this movie's too overstuffed to do that. I, yeah. I just wish I, they could have done it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and speaking of like overstuffed, I feel like they really took advantage of everything that they put <clears> on <throat> the screen. Like, I don't feel like any moments were really wasted. No. Yeah. I mean, some might argue yeah. that Thor's quest was, a typical like Thor quest of like a side quest that's kind of kind of dull compared to everything yeah. else. But he had enough emotional stuff in that that I th- that made it worth it. And that weird Peter Dinklage role was great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I'd forgotten he was in there until he showed up. And I was like, oh, that's right. Tyrion's here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think a lot of people had hit him like a little late. They're like, oh, I kept hearing that in the theater <laughs> yesterday when yeah. I went and saw it for a second time. Um, what? So in, in, the movie, the impression that I got out of it was kind of like, for me, this was definitely a Thor movie. I'm sorry, not a Thor movie, um, a Thanos movie mm-hmm. and an Iron Man movie. I felt like they were the, even though Thanos is, you know, like technically the villain or whatever, I still felt like he was a protagonist. Oh, yeah. No, and, it was yeah. his movie. It was mm-hmm. his quest. Was, yeah. 
Yeah. It's, it's Thanos quest. Yeah. And, yeah. and really, I kind of want to go back and watch it again and like try to put myself in the mindset of rooting for Thanos, because I feel like if, if you do that, then the ending scene takes on an entirely different meaning. The it's, half the, of all life wiping out is, is inspirationally accomplished his goal. Uh-huh, and then you yeah. get to relax on a farm. Yeah. At, yeah. And last finished with his hard work. Thanos, you did it. <laughs> Good yeah. job. Yeah. And in a, in a <laughs> way, job, buddy. yeah, yeah. In a way, cause I was kind of during the movie, seeing it from both perspectives the entire time where I was just like, Oh, I get Thanos. Like I understand what he's trying to do. I don't agree with his method, but I completely understand what, what he's trying to do. And at the end I was like, Oh, that's a very beautiful moment for him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it, it was, I, even though I didn't want to be happy for him in a weird way, I was yeah. like, Oh, good for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that, that farm is lifted straight out of the comics too. Cause in, in uh, infinity gauntlet comic, not to get all comic nerdy on you, but, uh, the, after he's defeated in infinity gauntlet because he had the power of a God, but couldn't handle it. He like settles for going to live on a farm, finally having found peace. Mm. So it's interesting that in this one, he, d- he didn't find peace by losing and settling for less. He found it by winning. Uh-huh. Yeah. He he defeated his enemies, accomplished his goal, and finally found peace with himself. And if you're rooting for Thanos, man, you couldn't have asked for a better ending. Right, right. And that kind of uh, gets me to the villains of Marvel. I feel like uh, the past two movies, Black Panther and now this one, like the villains have been very, very strong. Yes. Um, you know, with yeah. Black Panther, we dealt a lot with the social issues. Um, and then in this one, we kind of dealt with like a global, just like, uh, uh, what, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, not, not prophecy. Philosophical. Philosophical. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We were dealing with very much philosophical issues where it's like, well, how do we fix this problem? We know is going to occur. Mm Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and they didn't. Like, in the past, you know, we see Loki and we've seen, like, Hela and stuff like that. And I just felt like they were kind of, like, Loki's just kind of messing with people a lot of the yeah. time. <laughs> and, and he's also just out for himself. And then Hela was just like, I just want to destroy things. Um, but, like, this gave, you know, Black Panther and, and this movie now gave these villains, like, depth. Like, depth mm-hmm. we haven't really seen before, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, bef- uh, I want to go now into the Black Order. Okay. Uh, okay. What, uh, Eric, what were your thoughts on the Black Order? I, I went into the movie trying really hard not to get excited about them because I there's 60 characters in this and we want to see the heroes. I wasn't expecting much and I kind of didn't get much. Mm. Um, in, in the comics, they're a little more fleshed out. I think Corvus, Corvus Glaive and Proxima Midnight have a have a thing and Ebony Maw is, is a very manipulative kind of uh, magic user. In the comics, he he uh, mind controls Doctor Strange for a while, and uh, I don't think we really got that. He just sort of captured him and tortured him. Um, I loved his speech, Ebony Maw. I loved his speeches, though. Um, there, there's actually a line in that first scene where he says, uh, uh, "My personage bows before your grandeur," or something to Thanos, and that's it's actually uh, lifted from Mephisto in the Infinity Gauntlet comic. But he's he's very he's just breathes Shakespeare kind of mm-hmm. and and he's got this this grandeur about him and he's preaching the good news of Thanos to to the people <laughs> yeah um I, I like that they gave him that the rest of them kind of felt really one-dimensional mm-hmm. I think 
I, I didn't hate it, but there was, it's just, it's, it's, it's money left on the table. It's, it's opportunities not taken, I think. But how, I mean, I would only argue they just needed why Thanos needs muscle. I don't know, but yeah. uh, they were just muscle. And like, if you took away from, if you gave them more time, then you'd either take away from Thanos. He, that'd be the only logical place to take time yeah. away from. And you needed every second of that to just like really like soak yep. in the Thanos of it. Uh, and I feel right. like, yeah, th- since they are just muscle, do we really need it? I mean, we see that they're all formidable right, right off the bat. What more do you need? I mean, mm-hmm. except for the Proxima Midnight and the Elfie one, uh, whose name Corvus I don't know. Glaive, yeah. Which one's he? <laughs> He's Corvus Clave. Corvus Clave, because he just like, they get their asses beat by ostensibly three humans. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted, they have been just fighting Scarlet Witch and Vision, but, uh, you know, once Cap shows, I mean, and Cap is the baddest ass mofo that ever walked to Earth. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, they, you know, they got their asses beat. So they were a little bit less uh, mm-hmm. in, intimidating. Um, yeah. But, you know, they were, like I said, they were just muscle and the Maw guy. Mob yeah, Ebony Ma. Ebony Ma. Um, he did, you know, he was the mouthpiece, obviously, and, <laughs> and he was a cool character. I, I would have liked to, I guess, see more of him. But again, like, I think they served their purpose. We got exactly what we needed out of them. Mm-hmm. And that was that. Yeah. Um, what I liked about Ebony Ma, um, besides him being so Shakespearean, is that he really was able to display his threat Yes. Um, to to the heroes because he was so strong and so like with the flick of his wrist he can do so much yeah with like his telekinesis I'm assuming is that that's what it is yeah, yeah. Um, he he could just like do so much and he was such a threat to like he fought you know three superheroes on the ground and then he was up in space fighting. Uh, not really I guess because they kind of just like tricked him in that one. But um, yeah, that was a pretty quick. Yeah. I did really enjoy Ebony Ma in this. He was the strongest of the mm-hmm. of the Black Order. Uh, and then speaking of Proxima and Corvus Glaive, um, what I was really really happy to see is Scarlet Witch be <clears throat> really powerful. Yeah. Against them, like she kind of held her own against two of them yeah. for a while before Cap showed up, and uh, it was unfortunate that they had to like take out Vision right away because he is like a powerhouse, and if they didn't, yeah. then he'd yeah. just you know be kind of unstoppable for them but like <laughs> i had been wanting to see a badass scarlet witch yeah scarlet witch for a while and we finally got her like just like i don't know everything she did was so good to me yeah they, they handled her <laughs> yeah. powers in a, in a cool way i mm-hmm. think i mean it was mostly just telekinesis also and a little like power blast but it was cool however i will say this where was her accent for the first third of the movie? <laughs> it wasn't there at all. It was not there. And then like it showed up and then it went away again. I just was like, uh, yeah. okay, Elizabeth. I mean, I love Elizabeth Olsen. I think she's a great actor, but I, I think the Russo brothers came in and they were like, you know what? Let's just drop it. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's not good, yeah. but it was there in certain scenes. That's the was thing. It? Yeah. And a handful. It uh, but, comes in and out. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, maybe she's just been in America long enough. You know, that happens. Your accent sort of comes. <laughs> or if you spend an American know. spend too much time in England, they'll 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 take on the accent. <laughs> sure. I'm gonna write that one off. Good job, Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, you did it. Um. What what uh what I was kind of hoping I I didn't think that this would happen whatsoever but kind of like in the back of my mind what I was like hoping that at the end of the movie that if she had survived that we would find out she was pregnant. <laughs> okay, Can, I'm sure Eric, you have a lot to say about this because 
I mean, I'm, I'm super into the comics too. I haven't been reading for a while. And I think that's why, like, I don't know anything about the Black Order. And that's probably why I'm like, yeah, I don't really care that they died because I know nothing about them from the comics. Um, but let me just say, I've never gotten the Vision Scarlet Witch thing. Even really? in, in the 30 years of the comics, I'm just like, A, in the comics, Hank Pym and in, and in the movies, Ultron, did they really build him with a dick? <laughs> and did they build him with semen? Like, I have so many questions. <laughs> they're, they're, they explain it away. Oh, they do? Um, yeah, but, Please, uh, do tell. Eric, Eric, what are your thoughts? I... At least in terms of the movie universe, I don't even know if Shuri could figure out how that would happen. <laughs> um, uh, although I do love that we finally got to see Vision with Shuri. Uh, this is not related to Scarlet Witch getting pregnant at all, but um, that was what I was excited about with her. Is you know she's made the most impressive vibranium tech imaginable, and then uh, the Avengers walk in like, yeah, we made a dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Out of this, but. But, but uh, even, no. even then, so, she was like, oh, you could have done this better and this better. <laughs> I love that. If Shuri has plans to make Vibranium semen, I'm not sure I want to see it in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so, like, in the comics, basically, Scarlet Witch manifests her babies herself. Oh, like, right, she right, right. Them herself. She wills them into She the has game. an immaculate conception. Uh-huh, basically. And, <laughs> and I was kind of hoping for that because I know that they probably won't be doing that anytime soon because... That's such a bigger story. Uh, yeah. Uh, but like in the back of my head, I was like, oh, they've actually made her stronger in this and they've actually made her ba more badass. I wonder if they'll make her crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I would love to see a Scarlet Witch villain, like a Avengers Disassembled thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I would love that um, one day. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know where Scarlet Witch is going to have to go once Vision, because I think Vision's done. And I kind of hope he is because yeah. he's too powerful. Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> But, and I don't think people like him that much. I don't think the fandom likes him all that much, like the general yeah, audiences. I mean, I love Vision, but I but I have to explain to people why. Yeah. And I don't have to explain why a Groot is awesome. <laughs> so I feel like that's the point against Vision. So yeah. he's weird and I like weird, but yeah, he's, he's going to be gone. Yeah. I mean, I love how they just like went for it and like really just did vision from the comics. Cause so all too often, you know, like, I mean, look no further than Scarlet Witch. Like you got to make a lot of changes yeah. to make that character, the the look of it and the character of it work. Uh, but they just went mm. whole hog on vision and they're like, mm. fuck it. <laughs> like yeah. we're just going to do it exactly like the comics. So I appreciate that. And I do like vision in the comics, but yeah, he's just, yeah. he's too much of a power. I mean, I know we have Thor, but I don't know. Thor seems a lot I don't know, not weaker necessarily, but mm -hmm. uh, more yeah. fallible than Vision. Yeah, I, I will say I, I have the general feeling that all, all of the people who became dust are probably going to come back. Mm -hmm. But people like Heimdall, Loki and Vision are probably going to stay dead. I will be interested to see what happens if Scarlet Witch comes back and Vision doesn't. Because, I mean, like you said, the in the comics, Scarlet Witch going crazy is a big part of, of her arc. And I've never liked that they're like how, how hammy and, and, and kind of poorly portrayed it, it can be um, kind of like with a, how they did Phoenix in, in X-Men three, mm -hmm. uh, just, just woman gets power and goes crazy is not a good, like an entertaining trope to me, but losing vision. And on top of that, knowing there literally will never be anyone like him again, will probably fuck her up yeah and yeah. that could lead to some interesting drama later on 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I know, like, not that it, like, holds any weight, but I know that Elizabeth Olsen has definitely been, like, I want to do a House of M type of situation. Oh, yeah. Like, so, yeah. you know, whatever weight that holds. But um, let's let's go back a little bit. Um, we haven't talked about Gamora and Thanos. Uh, um, oh. Can we Can we just come out and say it? Who would have thought that Gamora was going to be, like, the secret MVP of this movie? <laughs> I, I did not guess that at all. No. Like, okay, going into the movie, I, I saw elements of all the pieces of Thanos' personality on display in the trailers, but the one obviously missing was Lady Death, you know, the the person that represents his ideas that he loves so much. And she wasn't in there, and a lot of people were upset. I think Gamora more than took up that torch. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. You, you don't have the romantic, nice guy, love me because I do things for you trope, but you've still got, he's... He is, in his own way, compassionate. Mm -hmm. He cares about someone, and that love that he has, by his definition, at least, uh, that love tortures him. And he can't just be happy with the person that he loves. Mm -hmm. It's got to tear him up. His, his, the, the tear between his goals and his love is always going to drive him to destroy or or be alienated from the thing he loves. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we got that with Gamora, and it hurt. Yeah, It hurts so much. Yeah, the interesting thing with Thanos, and um, Eric, you'll know more about this, but uh, in the movie, they definitely made him an, a compassionate person because, like, his goal, yeah, let's wipe out half the universe. But it was because, you know, we're using up all of our resources. If we don't do this, the universe will die. And like he wants to do this because he experienced it himself, like on Titan. Um, right. His his he warned everyone. They didn't listen. And now it's completely gone. He's the last one alive. And in in a in a weird way, like it made him happy knowing that the the rest of the universe was going to be happy as well. Like, mm -hmm. even though, like, yes, there's this grief and everything that's going to that's going to immediately follow. But like overall, it's the best Thing for them and they're going to be able to benefit from this situation and it made him happy knowing <laughs> that that right, was going to yeah. happen it's so weird um what was the eric what was the uh like how does that contrast to his personality in the comics uh i think he has elements of that in the comics but i feel like it's actually better fleshed out here um in the comics depending on which story you're looking at he he does destroy his own planet uh just because he 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 just loves killing. <laughs> uh, but leading up to the Infinity Gauntlet comic, uh, there's a, there's a Sil Silver Surfer tie-in. I think it's Silver Surfer 34 and 35, where he's talking with Surfer and he lays out, you know, I was brought back by death to wipe out half of all life in the universe, but I'm doing it because I believe in this, not just death told me to. And he explains, you know, uh, even on Earth, people are, are filling up cities and there's just no room for anybody anymore because planets have limited resources uh, and there's more people and, and medicine is curing people every day. More people need to use up fewer resources. And so the quality of life diminishes constantly. Yeah, he shows them a planet of little monkey type creatures that are they have no natural predators and they they're they just eat and breed all day and within 20 years they're all going to die but if he wipes out half of them then the other half have a great life 
I think they used Gamora's planet for that instead of just some random planet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thanos says in the movie, uh, you know, I wiped out half of your your people, Gamora, but the other half are thriving now. Like when you had your mother alive, you were starving. You were scraping food out of rocks or whatever, but now everybody has enough. You see, I was right. Mm -hmm. And I think they took that little element from that Silver Surfer comic and from Death's goal that she gave him, and they just made it a core part of his personality. And I feel like that works so much better than, I like killing, and it just happens to line up with a philosophy I came up with. Yeah. Uh, But on the other end, I mean, there is a sense of like, this dude does love killing. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. He, he loves I mean, to fight. He's good at what he does. He loves it. And my wife was immediately like, "Well, when he was fighting like Iron Man and Spider Man and all them towards the end, I know they were like, I, it's what something I didn't pick up the first time was them not tr- not allowing him to like close his fist to be able to use the stones. Um, oh yeah. I just I just thought they were trying to get the glove off. Um, I also missed a scene. <clears throat> my first viewing because I had to go pee, and that movie is a thousand hours long. <laughs> um, but anyway. Uh, but no, my wife was like, well, why didn't he just turn them all to rubber or whatever? Kind of like he did with Drax yeah. and Mantis uh, with the Reality Stone, mm-hmm. which the Reality Stone does really like fuck everything up because why does he have to like <laughs> punch people around and th- toss people around when he just has the Reality Stone and he could do whatever he wants to them, turn uh-huh. them into butterflies or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's that core element of like, I, I mean, the, the Maw says at the beginning, like, let him have his fun when he's fighting the Hulk. So mm-hmm. there is that element of that. But I feel like the two balance really well. I think you're right about everything that you just said about it. Uh, uh, the uh, everything kind of like building into this core character that turned out to be like way better realized than I could have hoped or dreamed. Because Thanos yeah. to me has always been like an apocalypse terror. I'm, I'm definitely like an X-Men kid. So yeah, my, yeah. my experience with Thanos is like solely from these big event books. And he always kind of just seemed like I'm crazy and I just want to, I just want to beat people up and kill people. And uh, like, I don't know, like apocalypse is the same way. Like he wants to, you know, the survival of the fittest, but like, what, Mm -hmm. what do you do? Like at three o'clock in the afternoon every day, like do you eat lunch? Like, what do you do for lunch? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's like, but I understand in the movie, I just feel like they made him really like three dimensional. And like Richard said, like really up the ante on the villains for Mm -hmm. the Marvel universe. I like what you were mentioning about like him wanting to fight. Uh, I hadn't even noticed the let him have his fun thing. Uh, that You're right, that really fleshes that out. I know in the comics, uh, Thanos, one of the big reasons Thanos ever loses, because he gets the power of a god a lot. Mm-hmm. It happens way too often. <laughs> um, but, you know, when he's a god, defeat him, it's usually because he, he powers himself down so he can have a fight. It's sort of like, you know... It, if you turn on God mode in Doom, nothing can kill you, but it's not fun. Someone's gonna come along and go like, "Yeah, like first off, this isn't fun, and also you're not really good at this game. You're just cheating. Mm-hmm. Try turning it on to to hurt me plenty or or ultra uh, ultra violence or whatever it is, and see how you do then." So Thanos routinely uses. I, I think in the comics they actually like spell it out more clearly. Like I'm just going to use ten percent of my power mm. and. Like he brings himself down to prove, yeah, if I'm not go like if I'm not cheating, I can still kick your ass. Didn't he? Uh, I just sort of breezed through some stuff last night. Didn't he like turn off the sensory input of the like basically the yeah. infinity like the time stone would warn him every of everything yeah. that's gonna happen, and he like 
disengaged that ability, like turned off that ability. Yeah. Um, yeah. A just so we can have like, a fair fight. I'll just use one or two of these stones. Right. Mm. I mean, yeah. yeah. All you need is the but, purple one. That, that seems like the yeah. ass-beating I mean, stone. Really. <clears throat> yeah, he always he always does that though because he's he's kind of insecure, really deep down. He he wants the power of a god, but he's never really convinced that he would be a good god, mm-hmm. uh, or or that people would believe he'd be a good god. I have absolutely no political allegories for this, but uh, I do. Um, <laughs> We could all t- we could all take a leap on that one and figure out who you're talking about. <laughs> um, yeah. but, but no, in general, like he he wants this power, but he never feels like he deserves it, and that insecurity is always what drives him to defeat. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. 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 uh where was I going with this? Oh, so yeah, so the the whole Thanos and Gamora thing. Um, it was actually very painful to see when um, when he yeah. had to sacrifice her because. She's having this moment where, where, uh, what's his name? Red Skull yeah. is basically like, oh, hey, in order to get the soul stone, you got to sacrifice the one thing you love. And she starts laughing because she's like, <laughs> you don't have that. Yeah. Nobody in the audience uh, thought that, though. Everyone right. in the audience was like, uh oh. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you, you kind of see it throughout, throughout his journey in this film. Uh, and, and he like turns to her and he's basically like, I'm sorry, but you're the one. And, yeah. I love and you, I'm boo, gonna, but. You gotta go. I, I'm gonna yeah. sacrifice you because I need this for the greater good. And what kind of like struck me a little bit, but it was also a little bit more effective this way, is that Gamora is this badass fighter, and when he was dragging her away, she wasn't really using that skill. Mm-mm. She was just kind of slapping yeah. him. She on was the just arm. a little kid again. She was a little kid again, yeah. facing her death, and that was like so heart wrenching. Loved it. Loved it yeah. so much. And Zoe Saldana has yeah. never been better in anything. Than she was oh, yeah. in this movie, in uh, my opinion. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I haven't seen not everything. Crossroads. Oh, oh well, <laughs> never mind. Since you brought up that little gem, that 1999 Britney Spears jam, um, you're right. You're right. She's way better than that. But um, no, she was just fantastic. I just can't uh-huh. say enough about like, and Gamora's like before. I mean, I guess I liked her in the Guardians movies. Guardians two really like kicked her up a notch. I felt like mm-hmm. I thought yeah. I thought she was really great in that too, and. Um, I'm loving just like this whole phase of movies, how like a lot of these things are playing into each other in mm-hmm. subtle ways that really reward people who pay attention. And just like mm-hmm. the, uh, how the whole last guardians movie was all about Nebula and Gamora sort of like, you know, mending fences as sisters and mm-hmm. how that played into this yeah. kind of heavily. And, um, and I feel like the whole at the whole thing, cause I noticed at the very end, <clears throat> all of our original Avengers, are alive. Mm-hmm. The original, because assuming Hawkeye's out there somewhere, the original six are all there, and it's all about this entire, uh, from the end of Ultron to this has all been about, like, the Avengers breaking apart and then coming back together, because I think it's going to come back, I think it's, Infinity War 2 is going to come down to those six again. Yeah. They're going to have to reband, Probably. reassemble, and it's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> and sure, like, you yeah. know, Bucky and Falcon and all those guys, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, they're all going to be around and probably do, playing their part. But I feel like those six somehow are are the magical alchemy that's going to be able to take Thanos down. And, you know, yeah. they, may all, may, they may not all make it away from that. I don't think Chris Evans is walking away from part two still being Captain oh, America. No. Um, and you probably at this point should get rid of Robert Downey Jr., um, he's yeah. finally starting to like look a little old for the part, but um, as much as I love him, but I think it would be a good way for him to go too. Mm-hmm. But 
anyhow, that's just, I, I really like how the overarching storytelling of the entire phase mm-hmm. is starting to finally come to fruition in a really nice way. And obviously a lot of, of Thor was his development as a character of Ragnarok, that is. So anyway, I'm just thinking, good job, Marvel. <laughs> yeah, okay. You did it. Uh, um, <laughs> it's been my thing. I, I have a thought about that that actually kind of ties into the, the Soul Stone scene. Um, but like that, I, I'm not even sure if, it was as obvious when you first watch it, but that scene is kind of the the core of Thanos's whole idea. Um, his whole philosophy is, you know, he he believes he has to save the universe by wiping out half of it, and in order to do that, he has to sacrifice something. And that's the theme of this whole movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, every movie leading up to this one, uh, Marvel's done a really good job of showing their heroes saving people, not just killing bad guys, but saving people. In the first Avengers movie, Cap says we got people in these buildings, we got to protect them. They, you know, use the helicarrier to get people out of Sokovia. Mm-hmm. The Guardians are like, look, we've got this orb, but Ronin's going to kill Xandar. We have to protect them. Um, and Thanos comes in to that idea and says, okay, but do you really? You keep saving people, but more people are alive now because of it, and it's going to ruin life. He is the, like... Uh, Philosophically, he's the the antithesis of what every one of those heroes believes, and it's not just a a, a, a thought experiment either. Like, would you say kill one half to save the other half? This whole movie has heroes having to choose whether or not they will sacrifice someone to save other people. Yeah. At the very beginning, Loki has to choose. Like, he could have let Thor die to protect the space stone. He didn't. Mm-hmm. Wanda had to kill Vision. She she did kill Vision. Yeah. And then it didn't matter. But she Doctor had to, Strange. to kill Vision. She didn't want to. Doctor Strange that- to Doctor Strange gives up the time stone to save Tony. Right. And he even said he wasn't going to. Mm-hmm. I think that ties into him seeing all the pictures. Oh, yeah. But- 100%. Uh, and Gamora I- had to give up the location of the Soul Stone to save Nebula. Yeah, exactly. it's it's and, all there. It's we don't trade a life for a life. I believe is the right uh, yeah. is the line Captain America says, and that runs through the entire thing. Exactly, entire and I think some of the heroes are closer to being okay <clears throat> with doing it than others. But but that's what Thanos does is he exposes kind of that hypocrisy. I mean, Doctor Strange in his first movie said, "I just killed a man." It was a dude trying to kill him, but he was still upset about it. And now he goes, "I will absolutely let." Tony and this kid die to protect the soul st- or to protect the time stone. And it, it exposes what the heroes really believe. Mm-hmm. But the soul stone scene is the one where you see that Thanos doesn't hesitate. He doesn't wait. He doesn't even have to think about it. He goes, I love Gamora with every fiber of my being, but I have to do this to save people. So I'm going to kill her. Mm-hmm. And he just grabs her and walks her over the edge. And I feel like that's why it's so mortifying because you see all the heroes struggle with it, but Thanos doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was, like, I, oh, <laughs> sounded like the end of the, after the movie ended I know. just now. Um, it, it just, every time I, I talk about this or hear other people talk about it, I always have to like sit with it yeah. a, a bit because it's just so intense. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think that this film, I really wanted this film to do basically what it did. Um, but I didn't, for whatever reason, in the back of my mind, I didn't think that they were going to go for it. And I felt like they really went for it. And and this movie felt like a comic book movie. Like, it felt mm-hmm. like, with, with everything going back and forth, always seeing different um, 
we were changing scenarios all the time, going back and forth between them and everything. And I felt like it was a real event in a Marvel comic book because you're seeing all the different yeah. heroes dealing with their... You're on Titan. You're in, like, yeah. deep space. You're in, on Earth. You're in Wakanda. You're in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely uh, gave it that big that big event vibe for sure. Yeah, 100%. yeah for sure. Um, but can I ask, as a quick side note, mm-hmm. did anyone else's theater laugh when the big space title appeared? Oh, yeah, 100%. And they cut the Guardians. <laughs> Both times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think it's because we all knew, because we also heard the pop song coming. Mm-hmm. We all knew what yeah. was coming, and we were all, like, chuckling because yeah. it was so in line with yeah. the Guardian style. And everything up to that point is so dour that, like, once we get yeah. to that, we just I feel like it was that tiny, like, release valve that we needed <laughs> up to that point. Because I feel like right before that, what, like, Doctor Strange gets taken or um, yeah. mm-hmm. I forget exactly what happened leading up to that. But, yeah. yes, anyhow, um, <laughs> yes, we definitely all laughed. Oh, yeah. I oh, laughed yeah. both times. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, were, there was something I was going to mention. I completely forgot what it was. But um, let's get into uh, favorite moments of the film. Do you guys have any that like really just stood out to you? Oh, John is already <laughs> raising his okay. hand. Okay. <laughs> all right. My guy is Captain America. Uh-huh. So obviously when he first appears in Scotland, awesome. But, but. <laughs> I think I know where you're going. The moment when they're all charging those fucking dog things and he and black panther both like sprint out ahead like basically step for step with each other uh-huh. and then they both like yeah. leap into the fray it's a really simple moment a really simple shot but like i love that so much mm-hmm. uh, but uh, with the addition of black panther because a i know black panther is going to be like the the captain america moving forward for the avengers uh in a way once chris evans is done he's not literally going to be captain america but right. he's going to be that <laughs> style of character anywho uh that moment like just gave me the like chills in the theater. Mm. I was like, yes. <laughs> and I was sort of also the lead into like the big action scene. So that got me, that got my like nerd boner pretty, pretty rock solid. So, <clears throat> but okay. I just revealed a lot about myself <laughs> just now. Eric. <laughs> uh, well, if we're talking nerd boners, I think just in terms of pure fan service, Thor showing up in Wakanda. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think my theater cheered louder for any other scene. Oh, yeah. Than that. Yeah. I, I was half expecting an immigrant song to start playing. It wasn't right, but you sort of wanted it. <laughs> oh, that would have been badass. Yeah. Um, that was just so cool. But in terms of, aside from Spider-Man dying, scenes that tore my heart out, I think Nebula getting tortured and Gamora like not being able to, to stand up to Thanos there, mm-hmm. that, one, that one kind of broke me more than any of the others. Because they just had in Guardians 2 that whole big thing where, you know, Nebula and and Gamora are fighting and Nebula says, like, you just kept letting him hurt me. Mm. You kept letting him. Um, And all I wanted was a sister. And just prior to that scene in this movie, Gamora was like, Peter, I need you to kill me if he takes me because he cannot find out the location of the soul stone. She's ready to die to protect the stone because she has to protect other like the rest of the life in the universe. But then she's in the room with Nebula and she's like, I all she has to do is let Nebula lose one more time and she can't do it. Yeah. She can't do it. And it, it breaks her up. Oh, you're killing me, Eric. Man. <laughs> and I just like them running into the fight. Okay. Let me uh, revise my statement to <laughs> something a little bit more somber. Okay, I also liked it when Rocket uh, gave Thor an eye. Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, I also liked it when 
Rocket and Winter Soldier beating ass, and then he picks he up picks Rocket up. and uses it. That was, I mean, just pure glee. And pure he's like, glee. He's like, oh, how much for the arm or whatever? Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm getting that arm. Get me that arm. Um, I will go back and also say another uh, really impressive performance I thought was actually um, Chris Pratt. I feel like he, yeah. that character grew more in this single movie than he did in the two prior movies and the two Guardians yeah. movies. And yeah, and I feel like he grew a lot in those movies, especially the second one. Um, but he was just fantastic, and especially by the end when he's freaking out. And obviously it was a dumb move because it's what freed Thanos from their from their grasp. Mm-hmm. But um, but I just thought that was like, re- like Chris Pratt sometimes, I love Chris Pratt, but sometimes you can just tell like, oh, I'm acting, you know, mm-hmm. when you're watching a yeah. performance by him. Uh, but that didn't feel like it. That felt like totally pure and natural uh, so I felt like that was, he, he did a really great job too. Yeah. Those are always the most raw moments with him. Like as much as it was the stupidest thing he could possibly do, mm-hmm. that's also the most Peter Quill thing he could do. Yeah. I mean, when, when his mom dies, he just runs away and gets abducted by aliens. Yeah. Uh, when, when ego says he put the tumor in his mom, he, uh, yeah, he freaks he, out. Yeah, he just starts firing. He doesn't even think about it. Yep. He he risked his life to get his Walkman from the kiln twice. Mm-hmm. Like first he slips into the cage. And was like that's that's my Walkman. And then later he's like, hey guys, I'm just gonna fly through space with just a helmet on because I need to get my my Walkman. Like the his family and his the people that are important to him, they make him emotional. He goes crazy. And then he thinks Gamora's dead. And he's like, no, we're not doing this. I'm gonna beat the shit out of Thanos. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Peter, you're being an idiot, but also this is exactly what I expected from yeah. you. Yeah, but also we get it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, uh, these are probably a little bit more superficial. Uh, I have a few. Uh, one of them was, and I thought you were going to go for this, John, but uh, you went somewhere else. But uh, one of the most Captain America things <laughs> is when they're on the battlefield and some of the Guardians come, uh, Rocket and uh, Groot, and they're fighting, and I forget oh, yeah. what the line is, but um, so uh, someone calls Groot something. I think Thor calls him like a tree man or something yeah. like that. And <laughs> Groot's like, I am Groot. And Steve turns to him, he's like, I am Steve Rogers. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> was like, that, that was so that was, Captain America. Yeah, it was it was great. Uh, oh yeah, uh, so I love that. But also, and I just have a really, really soft spot for Scarlet Witch. Um, again, going back to how powerful she was in this film. When uh, when she sees that the army is breaking through the barrier and now coming towards them and everything, she's like, oh, shit, I got to jump to action. So she goes down to the field with these huge-ass wheelie, spiky machine yeah. thingies grinding through everything. And she completely just, like... She just dismantles, dismantles them like it's them. nothing. Like it's nothing. It was badass. And, and it was. <laughs> it was so badass. And then you get the moment where she and Vision are, you know, Vision's like, this is the time. Now you've got to do it. you got to destroy the Soul Stone. She's about to destroy a Soul Stone. But at the same time, she's keeping Thanos away yeah. as he's charging toward She's her. She's the only one that, like, actually kind of went toe-to-toe with him on a one-on-one basis. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, like, that, I was like, this is finally, like, the Scarlet Witch that I've been wanting to see yeah. this whole time is just, like, yeah. her just, like, showing just how powerful she is and like how how emotional she was in that moment of like mm-hmm. fuck I'm 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 killing the man that I love whilst trying to save everyone else like yeah. it's it was just so good to me yeah. so good yeah. um yeah 
Okay. Also, I, I love the moment when she finally steps out of the tower and comes help comes to help, and Okoye is like, "Why was she up there this whole time?" <laughs> oh, I love, yeah. I love Okoye. I so like much. that Okoye got more moments than T'Challa in this yeah, movie. Yeah, she kind of did. A little, she, little bit, yeah. I mean, I think that's because we're gonna move forward with her. Uh, yeah. I guess I don't. I mean, who's king of Wakanda now? Is she gonna be just is be Shuri? Is Shuri in charge? Oh, I guess Shuri. I guess Shuri would be queen of there, Wakanda. Yeah. I don't yeah. think. I, I think. Oh yeah, if she didn't fade all fade uh-huh. away, yeah. Um, yeah, Shuri, I guess, is in charge. Or what? Angela Bassett is in charge. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Okay, so the thing that I I'm... need more Queen Mother. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I proving uh, with her with her. white hair, proving once and for all, she should have always played Storm. <laughs> she could play Storm today at however old she is, 60. She looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. I would I would pay hard-earned cash to watch a Angela Bassett, a Storm movie. No other X-Men in it. The end. <laughs> I would love that. Anyway. Agreed. Um... Oh, shit. Oh, okay. Uh, so before I get on to, like, what we kind of want to see in the next film, um, we had that end credits scene mm-hmm. where... Okay, so there are two moments where... And I'm going to ask you about this as well, Eric. But there are two moments in, in during the whole experience where I felt like I was the only one that reacted. Mm-hmm. And the whole audience was like, end. But um, so <laughs> the first <laughs> moment was when Thanos snapped his finger mm-hmm. uh, oh. when he got the final stone. And then everything, like, went to white. When he snapped his finger, my reaction was... Like, I made a noise that I don't think I've ever made before. Uh, even though, like, I saw it coming, I didn't know when it was coming, but I knew it was going to happen. But he snaps yeah. his finger, and I, I made a noise, something along the lines of, like, oh, oh! <laughs> like, <laughs> I was kind of, like, yeah. the only one. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there was that moment. Um, and uh, we see that the, the, the gauntlet is kind of destroyed. Yeah, it's, um, it's I don't, jacked up. I don't know if the Infinity Stones were destroyed or anything, but uh, Eric, does is that something that happens in the comics when he does that? Uh, no, the the snap actually in the Infinity Gauntlet comic, uh, the snap is at the start of the story. Like the heroes don't even know Thanos is out there doing anything. Oh wow! Uh, and he snaps, and half of all life is gone. And most of that story, at least on Earth, is everybody dealing with it. Like, okay, who do we have? Who's gone? Uh, what's going on with like rescue operations can we even do rescue operations Mm -hmm. and um in that storyline actually uh the silver surfer crashes into dr strange instead of hulk um and then adam warlock shows up so dr strange and adam warlock are the ones who are like okay guys i know you your whole planet's on fire but we actually need to go deal with thanos so they took little pieces of that and put it in this movie but uh I don't think that the snap would have destroyed the gauntlet or removed it from him at all. I think, I think it just singed it because it looks cool in the movie. Mm. Um, yeah, just to like drive home the exertion yeah. of it and the power of what just happened. Mm-hmm. I think. Right. But I, yeah. I actually paid attention in the second viewing to see if the stones were dull and mm-hmm. not glowing. But as far as I could tell, they were all still had a like a bit of a glow to okay. them. They were definitely yeah. uh, not as glowy as prior to that moment mm-hmm. but right. um so i think they're all still there they're all still active mm-hmm. yeah okay um yeah so there was that um one of the things that bothered me is that we didn't see ant-man or hawkeye even though they were credited uh yeah kind of kind of real pissed off about that but it's okay <laughs> we'll see them in the next one um uh the end credits scene um was the other 
part where I felt like I was in a theater with a bunch of filthy casuals. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No one but, knew? Like, at the end, uh, he uses his his pager, basically, <laughs> contact. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is um, uh, Fury. Nick Fury uses a pager to contact uh, Captain Marvel yeah. uh, at the very end. And... I was, again, the only one in the theater that reacted to it. I was like, yeah! <laughs> it was a pretty small reaction. I was not with a bunch of filthy casuals, but like only about <laughs> half of the theater when I saw it on Thursday knew what the hell was going on, uh-huh. and my wife immediately turned to me and was like, what is that? <laughs> and I feel like that was the pervading, pervade, per, whatever, uh, pervading uh, thought was like, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know, it was more like a homework assignment. Yeah, I think like than, half the theater turned and looked at me like, oh, he knows. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Um... But yeah, I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, cool. I think we all knew that she was going to show up in the yeah. next one. But um, I for- and- kind of forgot about that, yeah. that that movie was even coming out until then. I was like, oh yeah, cool. <laughs> now I'm excited. Great. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I want to ask you guys, what do you either you know theories or anything, or what do you want to see in the next Avengers film? I mean, that's tough because I I feel like I've seen. There's a few different Infinity Gauntlet storylines, but I've never really felt like any of them had a satisfying end. Um, like in the Infinity Gauntlet comic, it's just sort of Adam Warlock goes, and now I will shout at the Soul Stone, which reaches out to the other five, and now I control the gauntlet. It's like, what? That you're, You wrote yourself into a corner here, didn't you? Mm. I, I'm not sure how they're going to wrap it up, and I don't want to guess because I'm not as creative as they are. <laughs> yeah. But I I would love to see a lot of the fallout. Like what we saw in the end credit scene is kind of what I want to see. I want to see the chaos. I want to see mm, yeah. Earth going, what the hell do we do? What the hell just happened? The rapture just happened basically. And yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, and that stuff happens all over the universe too. In the comics, um, the, the Kree and the Skrull who hate each other both think that the other one did it. So, like, they go to war again. And we're actually getting, I think, the Kree Skrull War in Captain Marvel. So it's possible that, you know, when we encounter her in whatever the, the next one is called, she's going to be like, oh, man, I just cleaned up this mess. Mm. And now they're going to war again. But also Nick Fury wants me on Earth. I am having a hard day. <laughs> so, but I, I'd love to see just the fallout of it and, and them trying to put the pieces back together. Uh, especially because now that they've lost, they've they've lost most of their most powerful heroes. I think like mm-hmm. all the heroes they've introduced since the original core Avengers: Black Panther, Spider Man, Doctor Strange, uh, Scarlet Witch. Even they've been really high level powered heroes, and now they have none of that. They lost to Thanos with their big guns, mm-hmm. and now they have to defeat him without it. So, I. I'm going to like to see how they piece it back together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to <laughs> see uh, Spider-Man come back so that my heart can be whole again. Um, I, you know, I don't know because uh, obviously like the movie wasn't a full meal. It wasn't like a full meal, like say Black Panther was mm-hmm. where it's like, you just walk out of that theater, like hundred percent satisfied. Mm-hmm. I got exactly what I want. Um, so it's hard to say. Um, because they're, it could go anywhere. Uh, so I don't really have any specific things that I want to see other than, uh, you know, Hawkeye come back into the fold. Um, right. Those original six Avengers come back together, beat some ass, and <laughs> uh, and just take Thanos down. 
Um, Captain America wielding his shield one last time. I'd mm-hmm. like to see that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm just going to go along for the ride. I don't really. Yeah. Because it really is like, especially after seeing it the second time, I was like, where the hell is it going to go from here? Like, how are they going to fill up another two and a half hour long movie uh, with the rest of this? So anyhow. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like I said, um, I was shocked uh, that Marvel went there um, with a lot of what they did. Uh, I, I'm very, very happy with it, but uh, I have questions <laughs> more than anything, more than more than what I want to see. It's more of just like questions. Um, one of the things we didn't even talk about was Hulk and his oh, yeah. reaction oh, yeah. to getting the beat down from Thanos and not <laughs> wanting to come out yeah. again after after that whole situation and, and Bruce having to use the Hulk buster or whatever mm-hmm. it's called. To, to fight because Hulk just refused. Even in the last moment when he was really needed, like he just refused to come out. Yeah. Um, so obviously we'll probably end up seeing him at the end of the next one uh, coming out and everything. Another question I have is, I know in the comics, Nebula is kind of the, one of the ones to wield the gauntlet and mm-hmm. kind of like put a stop to Thanos. So I wonder if she's going to play a bigger role in the next She did survive Yeah. the, yeah. the plague or the... The, the rapture. The rapture. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> she did survive the rapture. And so I wonder like what her role is going to be yeah. in it in the next one. How how big of a role she's going to play. I hope it doesn't go the way it does in the comics where like Nebula takes the gauntlet and then she's the final bad guy kind of. Well, isn't that, isn't that she's the way a bad guy. Isn't that how it ends though? The original yeah. Infinity Gauntlet? Kind of. Oh, okay. She, in the comics, she's more, she's less evil and more just chaos. Like she's, she's angry, pissed off and she has power and they're like, Okay, I'm not sure if this is better. Right. So, um, I just don't want I, her to like all of a sudden after all of her growth as a character to yeah. to just be like, nah, I'm a bad guy, <laughs> and then they have to like, let's I all right, let's kill Nebula gonna, now. But, Great. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm curious I, to see if they're gonna bring Gamora back because I feel yeah, like they need. To, I, she is such an integ- integral part of the guardians that i'm really curious to see if that'll yeah. get reversed that's the only one that i question if it'll remain permanent yeah yeah also i'm not sure the fans would take too well to guardian the marvel killing off one of their only two female guardians yeah that too well i guess if you count nebula but still like gamora is the lead there yeah so, yeah but i mean female. emotionally if she's if she stays gone that really like puts guardians part three in a really different place emotionally which could be good for that yeah. series to kind of, cause I thought the second one was really good, but it was a little too silly for what I was, yeah. you know, even though that was the fun of the first one was how silly it was. Uh, like I felt like they got Drax a lot better in this movie than they did guardians too. Yeah. I felt like he felt much more on tone with what that character should be and what he was in the first one. Um, so I'd be really interested to see, yeah, how that goes moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So like I said, for me, it's not so much of what I want to see. It was just like, what, uh, what? Get yeah, <laughs> you got us, Marvel. Like, uh, who knows where the hell? Like, I just got a big shrug. Yeah. 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 So overall, I'm pleased. Uh, so super, super happy with this film. Uh, it's probably my favorite one. I it's a really? toss up between Black Panther yeah. and this one. Wow. At this point, Marvel's killing it this year. Then uh-huh. for you, I mean, I, nothing will ever repl- Nothing will ever beat the experience of me watching the very first Avengers in the theater. That's will forever be my favorite theater going experience mm-hmm. watching that for the first time. Um, so nothing will ever beat that. I think this is probably a better film than the first Avengers movie, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah. but yeah, uh, but it ranks high actually mm-hmm. much higher than I thought it would. 
Mm, honestly. I, I am usually not one to pick a favorite because these are all my children. I love them. <laughs> but this is the one I was waiting for. This is the one I've anticipated the most. And they did right by my main man, Thanos. And that counts for a lot in my book. I mm-hmm. kind of want to say it's my favorite. Wow. <laughs> like, is it too, is it too early? I feel like I just said, I love you on the first date. But <laughs> I, like I kind of do. Sometimes you just know, you know? Yeah. I, I think I know. And if Thanos is your guy, then it just, <laughs> yeah. that makes sense, you know, because yeah. they did him so incredibly well. Yeah. They did. One of the things that really helped me um, as far as connecting to the characters is that I did the whole, like, one Marvel movie a week thing. I didn't finish, but I pretty much got all of almost all of them through. And seeing the movies that close together, seeing how the characters grow throughout the films that close together gave it so much more weight for me than seeing them when they came out mm-hmm. in theaters uh, and then having to wait, you know, like sometimes two or three years or whatever to see them again. Mm-hmm. So I think doing that definitely helped with the experience into yeah. uh, Infinity War. I think I would have loved it either way. Right. But, yeah. but having that, no, that that's emotional weight be carried into it just like put it even that yeah. much higher for me. So I planned on doing that and just did not have the time. So all I got a chance yeah. to watch was Black Panther. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, I, I period periodically put the movies on just while I'm working, so I've probably seen each one of them ten times. Mm. Um, I I feel like Marvel does a good job of rewarding that kind of uh, obsession. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many little details that get paid off, and I I remember the in Thor Ragnarok, uh, the the key phrase that Thor uses to unlock the ship is Point Break, which was a throwaway gag from the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Like those are the little things Marvel puts in there, and this one was just wall to wall rewards for fans of, of this movie series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you both for being of on course. this show Absolutely. And, and putting me right back where I was in the movie highs to lows <laughs> to highs to lows in my emotional range. Um, I'm going to go cry uh, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, okay. So here's where we do our plugs. If you want to do them, um, Eric, where can people find you and the stuff that you're doing? Uh, I currently write for reviewgeek.com where I uh, write about and review pro- uh, tech products. And you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lord Ravenscraft. Uh, mm, uh, I have a Twitter <laughs> <laughs> at V John Bring. I don't, there might be underscores in there. Who knows? Uh, just look me up. Yeah. I, I tweet once a year. Uh, and then you can always look up my comic, Penguins versus Possums. It's published by oh. Fanbase Press. You can go find it at penguinsvspossums.com. Yeah, cool. Um, thank you both for being on the show. Uh, as I've said already, I don't know how to end it. So we'll just end it. Thank you. <laughs> just like the movie. We'll just say. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's dead silence. Oh, God. Uh, bye. All right. So that was the review for Avengers Infinity War. Um, yeah, uh, we, we got through it. We got through uh, a lot of it. We missed a lot, too. But uh, it's such a huge movie. Uh, there is one article I'm sure that uh, many of you will know what I'm talking about that somebody, I forget the name of the person who wrote this article, but it came out in the New Yorker where he kind of, and I kind of skimmed through the the article. I didn't read every line, but I kind of like went through it. Uh, <laughs> the writer of the of the article seemed a little bit upset that uh, Avengers Infinity War was the way it was. Uh, he felt like it was just a huge ad 
to go watch all the previous Marvel films. And it's like, um, no, that's not what it was. But you should probably have seen it, <laughs> seen all the films. Uh, so you really grasp what's happening in this one. I don't it's not a standalone film. <laughs> you kind of have to know the history. Uh, and that's that's a lot of what comics are when you have these huge big events that are um, coming out of certain things that have happened in comics uh a lot of times it's like wait but what what happened prior to that uh not to discourage anyone from reading the comic books because there are a lot that you could just pick up and 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 kind of go with but uh sometimes that happens where you just need a lot of context uh behind the huge event and anyway this guy a lot of people are very upset with this article that he wrote so uh i just thought that was funny anyway that's infinity war um still not over it i thought that it is now sunday i recorded we recorded this uh review on saturday it is now sunday i saw the movie on thursday night uh, i thought i would kind of be okay with it but i still have like these lingering feelings about it it's just it, it, it makes you really think, like I said, uh, it's a it's a very uh, philosophical movie. It's dealing with these really big philosophical ideas of how do we, you know, solve the problem that we will inevitably have to solve um, in the future. Don't know if that's going to be in our lifetime or not, but, you know, I think it is going to be something that has to be solved and if not then you know nature will take its course because it usually does um you know we've had the spanish plague and all that stuff so like there are there are events sometimes that just uh kind of uh work out that way <laughs> anyway god i love this movie um after much thought i still don't know whether or not i love this one more than black panther i i want to say that i do uh they they but they are so good both of them are so fucking good uh and why not just love them both maybe i love them both equally how about that <laughs> um i do have a recommendation for you guys uh i just saw this movie yesterday and uh i didn't think that i'd be putting it in my recommendation list but uh, hear me out <laughs> so i am recommending i feel pretty this is the amy schumer movie came out last weekend um I watched it on Saturday night because I was like, already done Infinity War. Now let me go see a movie that nobody else is going to be watching. Well, that did not happen. My theater was completely full. <laughs> I had to sit very close to the screen to watch this movie. But anyway, um, I, I really, really, really like the message that this movie had. Basically kind of like uh, looking within yourself, finding your beauty, finding your confidence and all that stuff. Um, it, the message was really, really great. It's unfortunate that this is an Amy Schumer film and it's kind of billed as this like romantic comedy type of thing um, because I think the message is so much more than that. Not so much more than Amy Schumer, don't get me wrong. Uh, but I think that when people see Amy Schumer, they see this, uh, you know, feminist writer and, and a lot, it could be a turnoff for some people. It's not a turnoff for me, obviously, because I went to go see it. But um, I think it can be a, a bit of a turnoff for, for some people. And uh just the way that it, it presents itself is just makes it seem like it's a blah movie, like a whatever movie, a throwaway movie you don't need to see. But I think that it's actually pretty great and, and kind of dives into our just our innermost thoughts of how we view ourselves and and what confidence in ourselves and acceptance of ourselves can really do for you. Um, because in the movie, you definitely see 
her perspective around things change. Like, obviously, if you've seen the trailers, she doesn't physically change at all. Um, she just mentally changes her perspective of everything. So even though things are still happening the same way that they happened when she didn't have confidence, she now perceives it in a different way. And she shines brighter um, by doing that much harder <laughs> to do, <laughs> you know, easier said than done. Um, but but I thought it was pretty great. Great message. Uh, so definitely check it out. I mean, it's not like the funniest movie in the whole world. Definitely has a lot of laughs in it. Um, but definitely check it out if you get the chance to do that. Uh, don't miss it. I thought it was great, like I said. So anyway, that's my recommendation. Gonna leave it there. Um, yeah, so if you guys have any thoughts on Infinity War or uh, anything that we didn't discuss, go ahead and uh, leave me a, a comment on the on the website. Uh, some browsers, I think, are having troubleshooting errors with the discuss uh, button in the uh, comment section of the, the episode show notes and stuff. Uh, sorry, I don't know how to fix that. I'm not a techie guy, but I will try to figure it out. Um, but I don't think all browsers are having that issue. So uh, I think it's just Internet Explorer, honestly. <laughs> but um, go ahead and let me know if you guys are having any issues. But if you do want to leave any comments for me that you want me to read on a later episode or anything like that, you can always email me at, uh, I don't know what the 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 show's email address is, but if you want to email me directly, uh, that's richard at awkwardhuman.com. Uh, just uh, put in the subject like Infinity War comment or something like that, and I will go ahead and read that. And if you don't want me to read it on air, I won't do that. Just let me know. But... Uh, yeah, so you can you can go ahead and email me there. You can also go to the website and there's a contact page there that will just send an email straight to me. So yeah, that uh, five out of five, 10 out of 10, 20,000 million out of 10 is what I give <laughs> Infinity War. Loved it so goddamn much. And stay tuned uh, till after the music because I asked a few of my past guests to send me some of their reactions of uh, Infinity War. So if you want to hear what they have to say, stay tuned after the music because that is going to be there. All right. I think that's it. So uh, you know where we're at online, interviewanerd.com. Social media is interviewanerd on Twitter. We don't have an Instagram. We don't have a Facebook because I'm lazy. But <laughs> go on iTunes. Give us some ratings right there. If you're enjoying the show, I would appreciate it very much. Also, Google Play. You can go ahead and leave us any comments there, I think. I don't really know how Google Play works. Let me know. I think we're on Stitcher as well. So, uh, Or if not Stitcher, uh, something else with an S. I just went through this on the Awkward Human podcast. If you want to check that out, too, that's that's cool. Awkward Human Survival Guide. <laughs> it's a comedy advice podcast. Anyway, uh, that's the end of the show. All right, my lovely pupas. Have a great day. Be kind to one another. And I will see you next time. Bye. Just got done seeing Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> oh my god. OMFG.
having such a huge cosmic kind of event, uh, but still making it kind of accessible and having all these characters that actually worked and a villain that actually worked, that so rarely happens, and they nailed it. Yeah, there was no letting off the gas in this film. Josh Brolin did an amazing job. I wasn't not prepared for all the death. The moment of the movie that kind of gave me chills and made me scream yes out loud in the theater was Doctor Strange doing his, like, I am now an Indian god with 20 arms and then splitting into like 20 different Doctor Stranges. I actually thought I saw death coming out from the shadows for a moment and I freaking lost it in the movie theater. People around me were like, what is wrong with this woman? Thor mixing them with Guardians of the Galaxy. It was like a match made in heaven. Mantis doing Mantis things. Thor, thunder and electricity working and his new hammer axe or whatever that thing is. Stormbreaker. The Infinity Stones, I didn't think they were all going to be found. In the first film, I thought maybe (laughs) he finds three and the the next two, the next movie. Predictions for the next one. I think that um, after the snap at the end, I think Hawkeye's family will be, have disappeared. And I think that Hawkeye will come back in four as Ronin. I predict that Captain America will still not wash his uniform. And as far as like half the universe being destroyed, it kind of feels like they're going to reset that. God, I hope so. Because I did. I felt like for me, it felt like I was holding my breath throughout the film. They're going to be all, all the people got snapped away are in the soul stone uh-huh. and soul world. And that's how they're going to start secret wars. I'm a little bit worried about how the next one's going to go. I really hope they don't bring everyone back to life because that's just going to cheapen what happened in this one. But we'll see. And uh, I, the reason I think that is because we do have another Spider-Man movie coming out. So do we already know that Spider-Man's going to come back? Or are we maybe going to see Miles Morales? I don't know, but we'll find out in a year. This movie is amazing. It's everything I wanted it to be and more. They absolutely nailed it. What a terrible movie. <laughs> Stop. It is just beyond words. If you can't tell, we all loved it. Go see it. Bring tissue paper. You've just heard the voices of Kristen Parraz and Sarah Bazan of the Comadres y Comics podcast, Compton Eric of the Mustache Castache podcast, Mark Waters, Adam Knoll, and Stephen H. Garcia of the Game On podcast, and Whitson Gordon of Pretty Much Everything. Make sure you check out their respective shows for their full reviews of Avengers Infinity War.